Rogue One, a Star Wars story, is the first ever Star Wars spin-off. But is this one the one, or did it go rogue? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscore. Entertainment movie review podcast, and today we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's here, Darren. It is, yes. We now live in a world where Star Wars spin offs are possible. Yeah. And um, we get a new one every Christmas, which is, which is just wonderful. Well, on the Christmases that we don't get actual episodes. So, yes, you are correct. Yeah. Every every Christmas we'll be having a Star Wars movie. This so, is. Fuck the Hobbits off. Yeah. We had that for a few years, and now we've improved that dramatically. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we've just got out of it as of half an hour ago. Yeah, something like that. In a similar way to we did with um, Force Awakens, but we were much more tired at that one because it was like half two in the morning. We were excited, but we were tired. We were very excited, but oh my God, were we sleepy. Yeah, um, we're not, we haven't done this one at midnight, so that's... No, we have not. Always good. Um, and I think the general consensus, because obviously we watched it together so we do know each other's opinions, yeah. I think, on the whole, Preparation Age feels good. Yeah, it does. I agree. I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I really do enjoy with some chocolate ice cream. Why did you ask him Powers references in, in Star Wars? I don't, we don't know. know. <laughs> but I started this off. And sh- yeah, we're both pretty, pretty happy with our time. Yeah, nothing wrong with that movie. Damn good. Really enjoyed it. But I think therein lies the problem. Yeah. It's not us literally screaming from the other side of the recording space. Like we have done several times this year, and we did for Force Awakens, I believe. Oh, we did. more from the relief of, in fact, that it wasn't shit. Yeah, yeah. In um, fact, your exact words were, "It's it's good. It's so good, Michael. It's so not shit." I remember your exact words. That sounds a bit right. Um, yeah, because that was Force Awakens felt like an ultimate relief because it knocked it out of the park. It put Star Wars back on the map, which is great. Rogue One's fine. It's perfectly serviceable. Good. The the last third of it is. Goddamn spectacular. Yeah. But I'm not excited because the the, pro- the inherent problem with Rogue One, which I also think actually works to its credit, is that every single character in this movie is 100% expendable. And therein lies the problem and also the... I don't know. What I'm trying to say is that this movie doesn't matter. But it's very good, but it doesn't matter. You know going in where the end point is. And that's always going to kill a bit of the tension, I guess. But yeah. it's very well made. Very well made movie. Like a very good side dish. Yeah. Like, it's not your main course. You're not going to be overwhelmed by your sauteed potatoes. But you enjoy them. And you, you're you happy to have them again. But you're not... You know, they're not coming away as your new favourite Star Wars movie. I don't think anyone could truly look me in the eye and say this is now their new favourite Star Wars movie. I mean, I, I didn't enjoy sauteed, sauteed potatoes, a Star Wars story. I'd watch the hell out of sauteed potatoes, a Star Wars story. Uh, you slap Star Wars and anything, I'm going to watch it. Um, so yes, we follow uh, Jin Erso. Jin Erso. Played by... Uh, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, who's from Randia. She is. She is. Um, Adding gonna... to the spectrum of... Midlands actors. Exactly, I love it. exactly. But I mean, she doesn't have the accent, so she's not really committing, if you ask me. 
I want to. I want to hear it. It's a rebellion, eh? It's our rebel. Oh, I rebel, though. I can't help it. Uh, yeah, she's from uh, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, boy. Oh wow, um, Birmingham represent. So yeah, we um, we didn't get what we exactly wanted with her accent, but we, it's okay. Um, she was really good without being. Sp- Spectacular, I'd say. I get it. I get where you're coming from. Like she was solid, but she didn't really have like a standout acting moment of like you know real no. gravitas, or you know she didn't do a big like cool speech or anything. She's just she's fine. She does the Keanu Reeves role very well. Yeah, I get you. Have been fine, but there's no real substance there past the surface. I don't think that's true. I was a little bit disappointed with, and I guess it's mainly a script complaint, but the the way that the Jin's character sort of flits between mindsets, like start of the movie very much like oh, I don't give a shit, and then almost on a heel turn, a very important heel turn for the character, but a heel turn to this is the most important thing I will ever do. Yeah. But I gotta hand it to Felicity Jones as as inevitably we have we have to bring up Star Wars has done this two years in a row now, giving us a strong female character. Yeah. We did it. We've done it everybody. It's a quality in a galaxy full of aliens, you fucking retards. But yeah, it's good. She's a good protagonist. I, I think I would have seen I won't see more of her rebellious side. Yeah. Like, you're kind of introduced to her, well, you're introduced to her when she's a child, we'll get to that in a moment, but then you, the, the next time you see her is that shot from the trailer where she's in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. It's never, it's mentioned in passing why she's there, but I wanted to see, you know, how far she goes off the rails after the opening events of the of the story. Yeah. That would have been good. Because she is a badass. Like, she does a lot of badass things and a lot of inspirational yeah. things in this movie. She's a very, very well She's never character. a damsel in distress. She never needs help from, from anybody. In fact, nope. she's usually the one at the forefront of, of the action. She's the one getting stuff done. Yes, like she Princess is. Leia was in her own escape mission, uh, as we once pointed out in the video. Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, she's aided by Cassian Andor. Yes. It may sound like we're reading these off our phones, and we are. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> apart, apart from, it's got to be said, apart from the Ursos, there's not really very many memorable names. Nothing that really grabs you, like no. Darth Vader. Like, well, but that we, kind had, of name. we had three movies to learn his name. We've only got this one, and there's not going to be a sequel, people. Um, <laughs> just on that one. Um, so, yeah, he's played by Diego Luna, mm-hmm. who I, I don't think I've ever seen. Um, I've seen a couple of his movies, and yeah, he's a fine actor. I did think it was the Red Viper from Game of Thrones for a while, <laughs> and I was somehow more invested until I found out it wasn't him. I was like, oh, that's lame. I wanted to see him. Um, what else has he been in, actually? I've, I've definitely seen him in Elysium, which is... You know, less said about Damon. Yeah, less said yeah. about Elysium, the better. Um, he's been in a number of Spanish movies that I haven't seen, uh, and he was in oh god, it was an it was an animated movie. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings. No, no, not that one. Day the, of the Dead. The, that's it's the Day of the Dead one. I forget what it's called. Um, but he was the main guy in that. The Book of Life. That's the one. He was in the Book of Life. Cool. I thought Antonio Banderas was the main guy in Book of Life. Or is that just me being slightly racist? I think Antonio Banderas is in that movie, but he's not the main guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're good. It's Um, something vaguely Espanol. Yes. He's your your kind of Han Solo of the the piece. But one that actually, I think, goes the full hog from what we should have seen from Han in A New Hope, in that this guy is very morally grey. And I I really like that. Your first scene you introduced him, he shoots someone in the back who's a potential ally. Yep. I was like, wow, okay, cool. He, yeah, he's he's all in with his rebel thing, and he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He's kind of like Batman, that he doesn't really mind what he has to do to get things done. Actually, that's more Punisher than Batman. Yeah, anyway, very, very Punisher. Um, yeah, but he, he gets stuff done. He's not 
afraid to do some questionable things later on in the movie. But he does have a good heart. They do go out there to show that he's, his heart's in the right place. And he yeah. might be doing the Shades of Grey thing, which for the greater good in the end. True. They do do that very well. The, the, there's a bit in the movie where I thought maybe they flubbed it a little bit. Um, but it's a big turning point for every character, so I can see why they did it. It's very much the dramatic peak before the climactic ending. Um, but no, I really, really liked him. I think that Felicity Jones and Diego Luna both... How do I put this? I don't want to say that they didn't act well, but they both underacted. They didn't go out of their way to be yeah, these yeah, yeah. huge I'm characters. But that kind of makes their... Like, it suits their story. It does. in Because they're, they're they, not... are, they are not going to be handed down in legend. They're not the most important people in the world. They're not. And they act like it. And that gives it a more grounded feeling than any other Star Wars movie have, which is a nice change of tone there. I also like that it visually looked different to basically every other Star Wars movie you've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, do you notice how the Stormtroopers look really grubby in this movie? Yeah, they weren't like, you know, the usual pristine white that we've seen them. Yeah, and I mean like proper on-the-ground police force in this film. And I know George Lucas always tried to push the, you know, the used future idea, but no, this one, just it just looks different. And I was worried about J.J. I was worried about The Force Awakens looking too different, and it didn't. It looked like a Star Wars movie. This one still looks like a Star Wars movie, but it's a nice... You know, a, a lateral move, if you will, that, that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, these two head up a band called Rogue One, eventually. The, yep. That's where the name of the movie comes from. Including Donnie Yen as... Go on, Michael. <laughs> no, I'm going to let you do this one. This will be fun. Imway. Yeah, okay, you got it. Cool. Yeah. He's basically a Jedi. Yeah. But he hasn't got a lightsaber. He's got a, he's got a really strong stick. Yeah, he's not, he's not a Jedi. He's a believer in the Force, but he's not a Jedi. Yeah. Um, he knows, because a lot of this movie revolves around kyber crystals, which if you don't know what kyber crystals are, it's what goes in a lightsaber. Um, that gives it its power, its connection to its user, and also its colour. So that is what a kyber crystal is. A lot of this movie revolves around them. So he knows what kyber crystals are, which would suggest that he follows the teachings of the Jedi, but <laughs> he's not himself one, which is a shame. I think there was a missed opportunity there. I don't know. I think uh, I... I like the fact that they, the Empire has won so dramatically they've driven the Jedi out. So there's literally... Because I, I think that if you had Donnie Yen as an actual Jedi, it weakens, you know, Yoda and Obi-Wan being the last two. Yeah. I know in Rebels and, and Clone Wars they've explored that they're not the last two, there are others. But movie-wise, for the casual fan, and for mostly me, since I don't watch those shows... I like that it's just Obi-Wan yeah. and, and Yoda. Well, um, they're the last ones in the Skywalker story, which is the one that is contained yeah. within the episodes. But this one is very much not a Skywalker story, which no. I really like. It is, yeah. But it's he stands in for the Jedi, and, and I'm not sad there wasn't a Jedi in this movie, because he's pretty cool. Every bit he's on, I really loved him. That was great. It's, and it's not that I'm annoyed that Donnie Yen got to do this, because he did great, but I'm like... So you cash the, the people from the raid... In Force Awakens, and then do nothing. In your next movie, you have a badass with a stick, and you don't put the raid guys in here. You get someone else. That's that. Yeah, yeah. maybe they're not great with speaking English because I've never heard either of them try and speak English. But I'd much rather this had been the Mad Dog. Mad Dog needs more work. Um, <laughs> no, he did really well. He actually had funny lines. It's a funny movie. Yeah, so quite a few laughs. Yeah, like, I'd say between. Uh, Chirrut Inway and KS2O, which is our token droid, mm-hmm. that's probably where most of the comedy comes from this movie. Yeah, but it, it's not cringeworthy. No, it's quite good. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's quite naturalistic as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, B, what is his name again? B. B what? The, the droid. K. 
KS2O. KS2O, not B. Um, yeah, KS2O is voiced by Alan Tudyk. Yes, um, Alan Tudyk. Not one dick. <laughs> and the, he was like the, the kind of surprise casting of like, oh, he's a proper like comedy actor. Mm. He's Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. That's um, Alan Tudyx. That's Alan Tudyx. Oh. Um, and, 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 that's in your head now. You're not really going to be able to say his name properly. It's no. Alan Tudyx. <laughs> and and y- y- you were a bit like, oh, a comedy actor in Star Wars. It's like when they put Jack Black in King Kong, this could go either way. Mm. Um, fortunately, no, he didn't go that wrong. It went very well. Yeah, I really like KS2O. I, I, think, I think if this movie had been uh, released before... Force Awakens, I think not only would it feel bigger and more important, but he would also shift merchandise of KS2O like you wouldn't believe. I don't know, I don't think he's cute enough. Oh, he's got He's the, not going to rival BB-8 He's got the dot eyes. He's, he's got his own character. I like it. He, was, he has, like, he's... Basically, if you turn the sarcasm up on C-3PO to, like, maximum levels, like, turn it up to 11, that's what he is. But nowhere near as grating as C-3PO Yeah, he's not, is. he's not insufferable. In fact, he's quite funny, and I would like to be around him, because he's yeah. just... He's just—he's Marvin the paranoid android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but not depressed. Don't ruin him, Michael. Okay. Um, but uh, he also gets a heroic moment. Several, in fact. Yeah. Oh God, he's this is a good one of the best things. Everyone in Rogue, the Rogue One team gets a moment to shine. That's that's really really well done. Considering like you know we had to wait several movies for you know most of the Star Wars principal cast to get a true hero moment. In fact, for Yodi, we had to wait for the goddamn prequels for him to get his moment. But, yeah, um, yeah even the likes of, uh, where is he on my list? Baze Malbus? The Ma- Baze, yes. Dreads in red armour. Yes, how I had to bring the guy him. with the big gun. Yep. Which I can't wait to play that on a battlefield. Oh, that's going to be, be Or battlefront, even. Um, that's going to be amazing. It's like, yeah, he needs... Because you always think, like, they have all these single-shot rifles... Why don't they just get something that's automatic? But then you realise you'd have to carry around the bigger weight pack, and that's what that is. He has a big backpack full of energy, basically like a proton pack, mm-hmm. with a Gatling gun attached. So he's your big heavy hitter. Doesn't really have much of a character other than just being kind of looking after Donnie Yen. Yeah, looking after his, his city, like you know, yeah, being a chaperone to the city blind Jedi guy. Um, and he was fine. I can't. Yeah. He just had a cool gun. He, the character really didn't extend much for. His that. design spoke more for him than anything else, which you know is fine. This is Star Wars. We can have that. And Riz Ahmed as Bodhi Rook, or as you want to call him, Brother Omar. <laughs> He's come a long way from Four Lions. Oh, it's great. Would have really liked him just in his final moments of that movie, just to shape Rubber Dingy Rapids. Oh, what's up, what's up? <laughs> there's a bit where he's talking talking about his heart and I was like no no the devil he's messed your heart in your head and he's swapped him around he's got you near the wassa wassa uh, he was really good he's the um, I suppose it's not too much of a spoiler to tell you what he is he's a defector from from the um, imperial army and, and he has a lot of redemption to do yeah. but it's clear that he's like he's kind of in the Finn mould in that you, you, there's no doubt about it that he's a, a good guy that was just kind of swept up by the empire um Really liked him. He was fun. He wasn't funny per se. He had a few fun lines and stuff, but he was just he had a good heart. Yeah, yeah. He was quite a pure character, which is which is different for Star Wars, especially for this movie when there's so many shades of grey and quite a lot of grim dark going on. Um, Riz Ahmed's character was just very much just enjoyable and good. It's like if there's a good person because the the Rebel Alliance aren't shown to be squeaky clean in this movie, no. which I really enjoy. Yeah. Uh, but this guy was telling the truth and trying to save the galaxy from beat one. And the uh, that was the only person in the movie that was doing that, so that was felt different, and it felt I don't know, like it was properly setting up the the victory that was to come for the forces of good, as opposed to the 
murky Rebel Alliance that you get in this movie that's very much an underground operation. Yeah, but that's what it feels like. It's like the start of the Rebel Alliance. They are kind of together, because I've always thought this movie was going to be at the formation of the Rebel Alliance, but they're pretty much all but a few key characters are already in place by the time the fleet's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the Mon Calamari ships. They've got Mon Mothra in charge of things. Bail Organa pops up very, very briefly for a cameo appearance. Yeah, that's not um, really spoilerific. No, I don't think... I think they, they've let the K out of the bag a bit, Bail Organa. Yeah. Uh, now, they're chased by the principal villain of the piece, which is Orson Krennic, who's the um, kind of white-suited Imperial guy you've seen yeah. uh, in most of the trailers. Played by Ben Mendelsohn. Mendelsohn, uh, who you may remember as the bloke that Bane choked out and killed in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Um, he was really, really good. Yeah, I thought he was quite good. Uh, I, I wouldn't go really good, but I, I quite enjoyed him. I think he definitely offered something new because he wasn't he wasn't a Vader or a Tarkin who is unbelievably in power and untouchable. He's kind of he's kind of an Empire underdog. He's the the man who wants the Death Star to succeed. Because the Death Star is not a non-entity in this movie, but to begin with, it's an uncertainty. But when you do see its uh, destructive potential for the first time, you kind of go, okay, okay, that's where we're going. And the Death Star was kind of like... um, Kenrick... Not Kenrick, what's his bloody name? I forgot it already. That's good. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. Um, Um, It's like Ben Mendelsohn's baby project, which I really enjoyed. Where's his name? I've just lost his name. Orson Kent Krenwick. Kren... Kren... Krenick. 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 Thank you. Krenick. We're going to have to learn his, these names, Michael. His name gets said a lot, and I it forgot it really quickly. <laughs> Me too. I was like, the, the white guy yeah. with the white The guy suit. with the cape, where nobody else has a cape. He rocked that cape, though. Yeah, he did rock he, the cape. He rocked a good cape. Um, yeah, I, I really liked him. I, I thought, yeah, he kind of instantly brought that imperial kind of superiority to things. Um, and 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 it meant they didn't have to you know wheel out the likes of Darth Vader and and Grand Moff Tarkin all the time. He was enough by himself to embody the Empire without having to you know rely on those two or the Emperor or someone of that ilk to kind of carry the threat. Well, obviously he's flanked by the Shadow Troopers as well, which is something from the old expanded universe, but now he's canon. And yeah. I really like the Shadow Troopers. That's a cool ass design. They really are. The yeah, the Stormtroopers are back in their original form. We we had the you know the the uh, First yeah. Order helmets. They're back original Stormtroopers, and they're back to being as useless as usual. Yeah. There is a shot very early on where um, um, Jin and and the guy. <laughs> God, we're gonna have to learn this. Name. Like Jin and Cassian are running away from them in like a kind of. Um, think of it like Tatooine. It looks like the back streets of Tatooine. Yeah, for um, there is always a sand planet in Star Wars. There's always a sand planet. It looks like Mos Eisley, and they're trying to run through these like little shop, like a little market thing. The stormtroopers are st- stood maybe ten foot away. Not one shot hits them, and it's not like they're hiding. They're running in front of them. There are four stormtroopers shooting at them, and not one of them hits. I really need a canon- uh, like a canonical reason for why Stormtroopers are so bad at shooting people. That's all I need. Just one little thing that, like, you know, the defective clones or whatever the hell it is, they haven't got enough training, that tells them why they're so goddamn bad. Um, right, the other real main character we need to mention is uh, Shaw Guerrera. Yeah, Saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrera, sorry. Played by Forrest Whitaker. Yes. Um, who apparently has turned up before. Turned up in the Clone Wars animated movie, not movie, animated series, and most recently in Star Wars Rebels, which is another animated series. Right, um, I don't watch those shows. 
I know you don't. I do intend to watch The Clone Wars at some point, but I don't know about Rebels. It seems to children. I don't like. Once you battle through the first series, it's pretty good. Oh, um, um, go on. Sorry. And I, I, I must admit, I expected more from Forrest Whitaker. That's not to say that Forrest Whitaker does a bad job. Just I expected more of him, and and he's not really around all that much. No, I get where you're coming from. Like I, I felt he was going to be because you've cast Forrest Whitaker. You're obviously casting him for some gravitas. You haven't got Yoda anymore, so you need someone to bring the heavy. And I thought it was going to be him, and it just really wasn't. He's playing like this kind of weird extremist who's like deemed too extreme for the rebels, so either they kick him out or he leaves. Um, and he's taking a much more cutthroat approach to fighting the Empire, which is cool. Oh, yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I was expecting... Maybe that's me overhyping it from the very little trailers I saw, expecting more from Forrest, and we just didn't get it here. I get where you're coming from. The thing is, Saw Gerrera's um, role in the story here is very much ep- an epilogue to his tale. Mm. He's shown up in two different uh, series so far, and it's already chronicled two different parts of his life. Does he look like Forrest Whitaker? Yes, he, okay. he is very similar to Forrest Whitaker in animated form. Not exact, but you can see the connection, which is fine. Um, and the problem is that his inclusion in this movie is very much a case of check out this guy. We got this guy from the animated series. They're linked. Okay, bye. It's not very graciously done, which is a shame because his character is kind of cool. And it's fucking Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Don't just go get Forrest and then give him bugger all to do. Yeah, that is a problem. So in the movies, he was—he obviously knows that Jedi's exist, which yeah. is cool because it shows that this movie is very intent on going. Okay, the Jedi temples are gone. We've destroyed them. Kyber crystals—we've got them. They can't make any more lightsabers. We've got rid of everybody who knows the Jedi's. We've got rid of the Jedi's. That the Empire are on it in this movie, which is pretty cool. As you said, as we were coming out of the movie, actually, it's very cool to see a movie where the bad guys are actually doing very well for themselves. I like the oppression. Yeah. <laughs> a very odd sentence, uh, especially in modern times. But no, I did enjoy the oppression of everything. Um, yeah, the bad guys are doing really, really well at this point. The Empire is winning. Yeah. I mean, not even like slightly winning. They are completely winning. Now, this is set very, very shortly before the start of the original trilogy. Yeah. So they're at the height of their powers. And they, it was just so nice. To, they, you don't go to a single planet where the Empire isn't felt and in charge of things. Other than Yavin 4, we do get that's the one planet we do get to go and revisit. Is that a spoiler? No, no, no they've shown the Rebel base. It's not a spoiler. They yeah. go to Yavin 4, it's cool. It is. Um, we get to go see some new planets. I think they were better than the Force Awakens ones. Yeah, I actually feel that the Jeddah, which is where the first part of this movie takes yeah. place is very much better than Jakku in every single way because yeah. it's, it's unfortunately because because this is a Star Wars movie there cannot there can be a sand planet in every movie there has to be certain characters and certain things in every movie and unfortunately the sand planet is one of them and then, and when we arrived there I was like oh we would go another fucking sand planet but you know this one was actually kind of cool it felt grungier well, than anything it, we've seen it before. felt like it was a, a slight it was different enough from Tatooine that it was okay whereas I think Jakku could have just been Tatooine if you change that name, does anything change? You Not know really. what I mean? Not at all. It was. It felt different because it's where all the kyber crystals are. That's why they're farming them out of the planet. Um, I, I like that they had the kind of walled-off city, and then what essentially Monument Valley in America. I've been there. It's very good. Um, <laughs> the, it was yeah better, and I think the because every planet you went to in Force Awakens was like, well, that's Naboo. When you go to Tagadona, that's just Naboo. 
Um, they go to a Hoth-like planet where the Starkiller base is, etc., etc., etc. The place where the Rebel base is there is essentially Yavin 4. There was no need for it. Whereas here, you get to go to the rainy planet where it's all just constantly pissing it down. That was cool. <laughs> and you get to go to this kind of tropical planet at the end. Yeah, that was a really cool planet. Really, really was. What was it called? Like, it began with an S. I forget um, what it's um, called. Uh, Seconda or something like that I don't know uh, we should probably look that up give me a second okay whilst Michael's looking at the name of the planet I will say how cool it was yeah the the planet design was much better here the locations were better Um, and we get to see a lot more of them because there's a fair amount of dogfighting in this one so we are flying in and out of at least two of those planets with full blown X-Wing versus TIE fighter battles which is really cool. I will actually say the space battles really good in this movie. Yeah, like I mean, we didn't really get a, a true space battle in Force Awakens. They're both on the planet, uh, but that was good because we never really saw that in the original trilogy. You only ever saw the X wings when they were up in space. So this was cool. It was cool in Force Awakens. And it's carried on here in that we see them on the the pissy damn planet. Where you can see them swiping <laughs> through the shadows, which is really really cool. Planet that's based on the UK. <laughs> It's always it's pissing it down. Cold, pissy down. Yeah, it yeah. sounds a bit right. Um, Where bad things happen. Yeah, that's the UK. Yeah. That's what we do. We did it. And we also see them on the... Trying to break through the defences of the tropical of the tropical planet. That was a really cool scene. Oh, we really like that. It was scene. like seeing the... Because obviously it's got all the classic ships. Like, you're not just the Exxon this time. The Mon Calamari ships turned up. The frigates turned up. The big rebel ships turned up. A-wings were back. A-wings are back, Y-wings are back, so no love for the B-wings, though. No, B-wings. Mm. Um, and and it, was, it was really cool to see, like, the, the updated technology be granted to the original Rebel fleet. That was really, really cool. Okay, I cannot find the name of this It doesn't planet. matter, Michael, we'll get it's there eventually. It's a cool tropical planet, and they have a beachfront battle, and it felt like I was watching a better version of Star Wars Battlefront. It was... Yeah! So cool. Really, really was. Um, so I, I have very little to complain about with the with the dogfights. They were all really good. Um, the battle scenes, again, because these are the true war Star Wars movie which yeah. is what it was really built as like oh we're not we're at the height of the war here this is we're not fucking about anymore we got oh we have missed one character out Matt Mickelson as um, oh god yeah Galen Erso Galen Erso Jean Erso's dad um, who's kind of this I wouldn't go as far as say double agent you know what he is a double he's agent he's a double yeah. agent yeah uh, originally brought in to build the Death Star he defected at some point and got away but then he's dragged back at the start of the movie in a really nice opening um, and is it a bit of a spoiler to tell you what he does? I guess it is. I think most people have already figured it out, but it is a spoiler alert. Okay, we'll save it after the spoiler. Not in the trailers. He so, does yeah. He does something that helps everybody else. He does something very important that does help Yes, he does. Um, and he was really good. Matt Mickelson always turns into a good performance. So. Yeah, I mean, he managed to turn a one-note villain into Do- in Doctor Strange into something good, and he does really good here. I can see why people are really hyped to see him in things. He's yeah. He's a good actor. I like him. But Dogfight's good. Yep. Uh, Grand Battle's good. Yep. Uh, really was fun to see. Yeah, it's a true war movie without the Jedi's there to kind of ruin it. Also, because... just before we head into spoiler territory and we give our final verdict, you know that Vader's in this movie. Yeah. He's cool. He is. We'll get into why oh, God. in a little bit. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. Oh, God. Darren, what did you think? In all, what do you reckon? Really, really liked it. I, I, I give it a very solid thumbs up. You should definitely go and see it. However, as we mentioned... Don't love it for whatever reason, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. I don't know if it's just because it's a side story, because it's not important, and we kind of knew the ending. 
must admit, I didn't call everything that happened at the end. That it did surprise me there. I just don't love it in the same way I loved Force Awakens. I loved the original trilogy. I'm, it's in no way, shape, form a bad movie. It's almost definitely going to be in the top three for the year. But here's the real, the real thing. I didn't come out of it going, I really want to watch that again ASAP. I will watch it again in cinemas. I think give it a few days and that like kind of, oh, I really want to see that again might build up me. But initially, coming out of Force Awakens, I could not wait to go and watch it again. Coming out of this, I just don't know. It, it's not really there. That said, it's really good. Do go check it out. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm hyped for more standalone Star Wars movies. Yes, because we can finally get something different. And that's what I liked about this movie the most, is that it was different. It was a Star Wars movie, not in all but name, but in all but concept, Mm -hmm. as it was. Because it's it's set in in the world of Star Wars, but it's not not the Skywalker story. And finally, it's nice to do something that's not the Skywalker story. I mean, Skywalker shows up, you know the Vader's in this movie, but he's not the driving force, which is actually kind of cool but you know i th- i think i do agree with you i think it's very good it's got it's gonna chart high purely because of that third act but and here's i'm gonna end my little roundup with a question darren can you honestly put this above civil war because i don't think i can no i think you're right there michael just i, I don't want to feel like we've been negative on this movie like we're using somber tones stuff it's really really good but no I don't think you can because it doesn't have what Force Wagons had riding forward. And I know it's what some people kind of dislike Force Wagons for, but you have Han Solo there, you have Leia there, you have Luke right at the end, you have R2, you have C3PO, you have all these other characters to kind of tie you in and give you that thrust of the movie. Because you don't have that here outside of Vader and one or two others, I think that's the disconnect. We love Star Wars for the characters most of all. And I'm not saying they should flood these movies with, with memorable characters. Obviously, they're going to do it in the Han Solo movie because it's unavoidable, but it didn't help the cause here. And the fact that we can't remember anyone's names... Yeah, that's a bad idea. It's kind of damning. But please, again, don't mistake this for us being negative about this movie. It's really, really good, but it isn't better than Civil War. No. No. Right. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Here are all the characters that come back that you remember from other oh. movies. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> No, but I mean, like, they're, they're very yeah, yeah. fleeting, and that's good. Yeah, it's good that they're I'm fleeting. I'm glad that they did that, but I think that's also why I didn't truly love it. Can I do the small and unimportant one first? Yes. He doesn't like you. I don't like you. Why? Why are they there? That I was love good. that they're there, but they're there. They're there. The it's, god, it's... The, the, like, the fly head guy and his uh, ugly friend. Isn't it wonderful? I know. That was a nice little cameo for the for the fans. I love that. Bail Garner was there, however, briefly. Yeah. And that I was mean, fine. He's was semi-important because it's showing that him and Mon Mothma are trying to head up the rebellion. It's not working. I wanted more Mon Mothra. Yeah, I get you. They, 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 they have set her up to be quite important and she didn't do a lot. Yeah, that is the, That is a problem. Um, right. Oh, God, I need to talk about Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking oh, forward to this. God. Because I don't think it was that bad. But basically, they did a um, a two-pack with... with uh, yeah. With him, they they polar expressed him oh, into the movie, oh. and you think it looks terrible, but I don't think it looks that bad. But Tarkin's back, and that's kind of cool. It's it's cool that Tarkin's back. He's like I I but we were sat in the car on the way there, and I, and um and I said I guarantee like what are you expecting Tarkin to show up? Oh shit, Tarkin showed up. <laughs> <laughs> he had you there, Michael. Yep. And and it's it's great that a character like Tarkin gets to come back, even though Peter Cushing died twenty two years ago. 
Um, but, oh, the Polar Express comparison, that uncanny valley, is there in droves with his face. Like, when he first turned round, I was like, oh, fuck, it's dark. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Because he shows up at the end of episode three. Yeah. And I think that might have snookered them a little bit in that they had to show him because that looked like Peter Cushing, but it was from far fucking away. Yeah. <laughs> so it was okay. Peter Cushing, not Cushing. Sorry. <laughs> so they couldn't really recast and put anybody else in this in this predicament. So they had to have his face there. Yeah. Oh, I just think it looked terrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it was noticeable, but you obviously was going to be noticeable because he's not alive anymore. The worst CGI in Star Wars history. Wow, that's a bit much. I'm going. It's, it's no, that's not right. I'm. It, I think it's up there in terms of like. Okay, is it as bad as Jabba in the New Hope remakes? No. Yes. It, no. No. It's not as that bad. It's not. That's that what I'm bad. saying. It's not that bad. So maybe. Okay. It's not the worst. It's. It's not Jabba's dance palace. But I mean, but you you excuse that CGI. You shouldn't excuse it because they had better technology. But it's in an older looking film. That already looks different. This was super HD. One of the best looking, if not the best looking Star Wars movie we have to date. And then he turns round and I came straight out of the movie. Like, oh my God, that is horrendous. Oh my God, it's Tom Hanks in the Polar Express has turned up in my Star Wars movie. What are you doing to Grand Moff Tarkin? And I just kept thinking, one, he didn't need to be there in the first place. You could have rewrote this movie and just had... Okay, yes, it was annoying that Tarkin... Is dead and you can't have him there. It would have been great for him to be there. You could write this with just another senior member of the Empire staff who's trying to take the kind of you know crowning glory of the Death Star away from him. It's He's sh- working it's, for Tarkin. It's not like we had a big important <clears throat> Grand Admiral. The you know they're reintroducing into Rebels that we could have used here. Thrawn! God damn it! Why wasn't it Thrawn? Could have been Thrawn. He was CG. He's blue. He was CGI. It would have looked better. But still, Tarkin's back. Yay! They I'm positive. could I'm positive. have had. The Emperor. Yeah, they could have Because the thing, they managed to make... Oh, what's his name? The actor who plays the Emperor. Ian McDermott. They, they made Ian McDermott look Darren likes Star fuck. Wars. Shut up. <laughs> they made Ian McDermott look ancient and ancient as fuck in the original trilogy when he was young. He's now old. It's not that hard for them <laughs> to make him look old. They could have had the Emperor in this. And I don't think... Because he's not the most cherished of characters... Oh, Darren. What? Sorry, I'm really... I know I shouldn't stop you midpoint. We're gonna li- we're gonna see the day where they have to CGI the Emperor in. Ian McDermott's not got long left on this fucking. Oh, yeah. oh no. Well, that's well. Thanks for that, Michael. You've you've made that morbid. Welcome back to the somber tones of the Rogue One <sighs> review. No, 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 right. I'm just saying they could have had him there as the Emperor, and because it's not like a sacred character that's untouchable, that would have been fine. I just think, or alternatively, you don't see Tarkin's face. We all know who the fuck it is from the back of it, Because right? the, the reflection looked fine. The reflection looked fine. It was perfect. We could have just had him in that one shot. Everyone would have been happy. We've got a Grand Moff Tarkin cameo. Fucking great. He pops up in several scenes and it never gets better. I'd say it gets better as it goes on. Definitely gets just, better. Uh, the first time you see him, it's like, ah, oh, what is this plasticine nightmare? But it got better as it went on. What ain't talking? It's the thing. It's the, it's the fact. When you see him on his own, it's really noticeable. But when you see him like standing sli- like next to other people, he's just slightly in frame. It looked a bit better. I I didn't like it much. I, I, I think, think, I think the problem was I don't think they used a body actor for him. I think they just CG'd him in. 
which is worse. But it works because okay, okay, I'm glad we're in spoilers territory now. So Leia turns up at the end just yeah. to cap off the movie of being handed the Death Star plans, and um, I, can't, I think it's the Jedi, the, the, the little rebel officer guy who asks her, "What does this mean?" And all it is is, is Carrie Fisher turning around, taking off the hood, and saying, "Hope." Yep. And it looks like. Carrie Fisher's it, it, Circa New Hope. Yeah, it's that's an amazing CG job. And you can tell it's CG. It's not that far gone that you can't tell it's well, not. Well, obviously it's CG. But it looks like... Imagine if they'd done Young Professor X, but good. It was like that. Like It was believable that like that is Carrie Fisher. And because it wasn't a prolonged shot, you only get the front of her for about five seconds. It worked perfectly I well. Think, I think that me and you... But as soon as we saw the back of Leia, we was we were like we're happy. It was like, oh god! And then we remembered Tarkin happening. We're like, oh, oh no! Was done to this for Leia. Oh, <laughs> but god. then it was really good. It, it was, was a surprisingly brilliant CG job. But having said that, Carrie Fisher's not dead, and they could have actually got Carrie Fisher in and yeah. just you know changed. Which we can't tell whether or not she voiced her or not. Presumably she would. I would have to think, that but they... her voice has changed since then. You listen to New Hope, Carrie Fisher. Or they may have just scrubbed through the audio and found... The word hope. Yeah, Leia saying the word hope at some point. So there's that. She probably um, did. Because, you know, if they can get Alec Guinness to say Ray, then they can probably find a way to make Carrie Fisher say hope. Hmm. But that was fine. Now, of course, now we get to talk about Darth Vader. Yes. His voice has changed a little bit, but that's no... It was a little bit noticeable. To be fair, it's because we've looked up... Who is playing Darth Vader? Oh God, yes. Um, obviously, it's still James Earl Jones. Don't worry. But apparently, in some retakes of audio, it's Trey Parker from South Park. Just the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> like he's thrown Star Wars under the bus several times on South Park, and yet, <laughs> and yet, all, all I want to hear now is <sighs> shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. Have you watched the new series of South Park? I have. The entirety of it is them proving that Force Awakens wasn't that good. <laughs> and then, yeah. He spent an entire season of his show, and basically the entire premise was the member berries making everybody think that Force Awakens was good. Which it is. When it really wasn't. <laughs> that was the point they were making, and that's fine. So why would you then invite that guy who's throwing Force Awakens under the fucking bus to do <laughs> Darth Vader's voice? Ha! <laughs> But he does a good job. So he does know. a good job. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that just that, that was, that was weird. To me. That it was Trey Parker. <sighs> He's branching out now. He's also in Despicable Me Three as the bad guy. Oh yeah, and Matt Stone that. is nowhere to be seen in that movie. I've checked the cast. Presumably, he's still steering the South Park ship. Or Trey Parker goes off and does fun things like the Book of Mormon. Just so odd. Um, but yes, I, I I liked Vader. He was he's only in two scenes, so they use him very sparingly. Mm-hmm. He's got one real big dialogue scene with. Um, with the bad guy, come on, Darren. Ben Mendelsohn's Ben Mendelsohn character, which is fine. He gets to a little force choke, which presumably took place on Mustafar, which was weird. Looked like Mustafar. It, I mean, it was a big fiery death planet. The sounds like Mustafar that he just shacked up on. It could have been the Sith homeworld because I think that looks vaguely similar. Is that is that in canon? Is the Sith homeworld? Yes, because it's where um, I believe it's where Darth Maul's from as well. Right. I, I'm pretty. Okay. I read about this last night. I'm pretty sure it's in canon. Okay. But, um, yeah. So he has his dialogue scene, and that's that's great. You know, you get to hear James Earl Jones back, and it's. I, I think I mentioned this in the car. I think it's just because he's saying new lines that we're not used to him saying. Maybe that's why I was picking up like small like. Uh, it doesn't truly sound like him at the minute. Also, the suit didn't look 
as jet black as I remember it. No. The, the helmet was very, um, how do I put it, noticeable. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say as like, I'm now disappointed that Darth Vader's in this movie. I'm still very no, happy. No, no, no. I'm, ha- I'm happy that he's there it's just great. for the second scene. And he's, and he's very sparing. Yeah, but then we get to see Darth Vader enter a rebel um, ship. It goes about as well as expected. But this isn't some, you know, this isn't New Hope where he just walked in at the Stormtroopers doing it. Vader's at the front of the arrow. Yeah. Oh my god. He just murders everybody. <laughs> it's so good. He's like he's very much just like, no, no, fuck you. Force chokes a guy, slams him into another guy, straight through. He cuts through a door, through a guy. I was like, oh This isn't slow, oh. true and steady Vader we saw in the original. This is Anakin Rage version of Darth Vader, and he's just mullering <laughs> Everybody, if he doesn't get them with the lightsaber, he waffles them against the wall. <laughs> when, when, when we, if we ever redo the best battles thing, we have they, to just oh. put that in on its own. Because, like, so the rebels have got the plan, and the the doors jam, and he's like, "Fucking take this!" And he gets it round the door, but then Darth Vader just opens the door and murders more people. <laughs> yeah. He cannot be stopped. They have to escape in the ship with um with Leia on board. Oh, yeah. God. that's that's a good thing about where this movie ends. Is it's it, like, it's a direct leading to the very, very start of New Hope, which is badass. Which means that just because he's just gone through a ship and mowed everyone down, no wonder he lets all the stormtroopers do the work by the time he gets to the other ship. Good. Yeah, he's supposed to be fucked. <laughs> you know, I've got asthma, right? <laughs> See how many guys I've killed. God, I've got no legs. You just shoot somebody, anybody. You just shoot a person. <laughs> So yeah, that that was really cool. So we now have like it goes straight. You can watch the two as like a, as a companion piece. Um, yeah, actually, that's a good way of looking at it. But I hope you didn't get attached to any of the Rogue One cast because they're all dead. Yep, every single every one of them single dies. one of them dies in a nuclear holocaust at the end. <laughs> wow, I didn't oh, see okay. that coming. Let's be fair. Some of them died by grenades first. A lot of them died by grenades. Grenades, grenades are very effective in yeah. this. My God, they wipe out a lot of people. This is like, definitely set in the FPS side of Star is. Wars. So. K2 and some other digits. Uh, yes, K2. Just call him K2. It's fine. K2 goes down in a very cool scene where he's held off stormtroopers whilst Jin and um, Guy... K2 <laughs> killed more stormtroopers than Vader, which is, you know, not some stormtroopers. You know what I mean? He his, killed, yeah, he did. His he's, death count is higher than he's Vader's. He's absolutely mooring people. See, whilst Jin and um, Cassian are trying to get the Death Star plans out of the vault, he's holding off two stormtrooper barracks. Just no problem with one blaster yeah. whilst also working the computer. So he gets a heroic sacrifice. It's the fact because he's got his hand connected to the thing, like, you know, uh, R2's thing that comes out of his chest. He's got that on his hand. So he's hacking and shooting. He's like, nope, 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 holding you off. That was awesome. I like that K2 got a big heroic moment. He's a character that deserved it. He did. And and then we get the heroic moment of um, Brother Omar uh, as he plugs in He plugs in the communication. <laughs> he plugs in the communication thing. And you're like, oh, he's got a message to the rebels to open the shield. And he's dead by a grenade. Yep. Um, we also get Blind Jedi Guy, whose name is <laughs> Stuart Inway. The fact that we have to keep looking this up is so bad. What's his little mantra he keeps saying? Uh, I am the Force and the Force is with me. Yeah, and, and he's saying that whilst walking through like a battle scene where everything's just missing him, which is really cool, but then That's also... Cool. So we didn't talk about the, the bit where he first shows up, which is kind of like, I am wise and stuff, and then he sticks about eight people to death, which was... Man bothers shooting him whilst he's sticking people. Yeah. And then he gets a bag put on his head. He's like, I'm blind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm blind. blind. 
<laughs> that was my favourite line. Which was wonderful. But yeah, he's just, he's dodging all those things. They're not hitting him. He gets the thing. And then he gets shot. Well, blown up actually by a grenade. Uh, yeah. Rail gun. Grenades joined. two, rogue one, nil. Um, Bays also gets muffed up when he, he starts doing his little mantra. And he's taking out a fair few stormtroopers. Even he gets taken down. But I guess what? A grenade. A grenade. And you're like, okay. Surely Jin and Cassian are going to make it out of this. Okay, they're uh, star-crossed lovers. I did call them fucking, and that didn't <laughs> happen. It's very rare. Yeah. Because you leaned over, they're going to fuck, and I was like, they're going to have to do it quickly. <laughs> yeah. Death Star just hit the planet. They're not going to go over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something has arrived in hyperspace. Death Star! <laughs> you didn't see that coming. Which was upside down. <laughs> yeah. It's upside down, you twat. It, 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 does, it rotates. It's like a moon. But, like, it's weird to see it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> just, just do, do you think the inside is like on like it's just the outside that rotates and it's just like a big pinball on the inside yeah. that'd be cool that explain we're all standing the right way up whilst yeah it's like they're window. looking at the planet the right way as opposed to be like oh on the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wonderful um, so, so yeah they, 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 they get to the beach they've sent the plans off everything's fine and then they just accept their fate and don't try and run. They just look at the mushroom cloud on the you horizon. You can't run from it. I mean, I know they ran from it once before in a ship, but they I were know, in a ship. But, but like, I thought like, they're going to escape. They're going to do the lucky, you know, Yahoo! And get it there at the last second instead of accepting their fate. Well, like I said... What the... a morbid end to a Star Wars I movie. I know, but like I said at the top of the review, every character in this movie is expendable because the important ones get where they need to be. Yeah. And that's cool. That's refreshing because we know that... Like, when episode 8 comes out, Ray's obviously going to survive, Finn's obviously going to survive, Poe's obviously going to survive, maybe not Luke, but we know where we're going with that, and the important characters have to get to the end of their story. Rogue One is a standalone. Nobody needs to survive that movie, because if they survive, it'd be, where are they during this? That's a very good point. I initially thought, well, they could have Jin meet Luke at some point, and they can get to some business, and that might result in a Ray. Very wrong on that call. Yep, no, very um, dead. And I read beforehand that they said no matter how successful Rogue One is, there will not be a sequel. Which is fine. Which I was like, well, that's a bit... No, and like, oh, oh, they can't be a sequel because everyone's dead. Yep. Cool. Um, I think that's everything we need to cover in the spoilers. Oh, we didn't cover why Mads is important. Oh, yeah. Um, he invents the, the little exhaust shaft at the top of the um, Death Star that allows them to blow it up. So... Whilst he, he said, like, he made good points because you think, well, how can they redeem if he built the Death Star? But it just means that every joke about, you've made this one glaring thing, why didn't you know this was going to happen? Just that, that joke is now redundant, exactly. It's now, okay, this is direct rebel sabotage. That's cool. That's a retroactive change I do like. From the inside out. I liked that he explained it because I was like, there's no way you can come back from that level of being an arsehole. But he was like, no, they would have finished it without me. Just from working from the inside out, I was able to build in, you know, fail safes. I was able to give them a chance of blowing it up. However small it is, I've given the rebels something to go on. He he put in a surprisingly, what's the word, convenient change though? Because obviously there's the whole Death Star being blown up thing, which wouldn't be in there if he hadn't built it, which is cool. But... They tried to, when they get into the databanks to steal the Death Star plans, Jin's hand is accepted. Yeah. That's a bit of a long shot. And, but, and they also call the plan Stardust, which is named for his daughter. That I understand. That I do understand. So now Mads, Mads managed to bring it back at the end. Still died, of course, because everyone has to die in this movie. Oh yeah, because the movie starts with Jin's mum getting shot to fuck. Uh, yeah. Then grenades happen to 
to Mads. Then grenades happen to most of the Rogue One crew. Yep, Forrest Whitaker, done in the nuclear holocaust on, on Jeddah. Yep. Um, yeah, ain't nobody got out of this alive, so I hope he didn't get attached to anybody. Yay. Maybe that was even a problem. Like, I didn't feel like they are truly disposable because they were all disposed of by the end of the movie. Yeah. Whew. This is my somber Star Wars. Just when you thought Empire Strikes Back was the murkiest of murk. Then there's this. We have a new contender for the saddest Star Wars movie. Yay! Yay. God, even Sif isn't this bad. <laughs> right. Um, uh, plug away, Michael. Okay, so you can go to... Oh! Before we do that. Oh, God damn it. Sorry. Are you now excited for the Han Solo standalone movie based off of this one? I know it'll work now, which is good. Yeah, I, I no longer have question marks of whether we can have Star Wars stories and that be okay. Um, I, I'm liking the cast so far can't say I've seen Han Solo or anything but having um, uh, Donald Glover in there as young Lando yes that's, that's mean inspired that's, casting thank you that's good if we have the, you, I always said I thought the best Star Wars spin-off movie possible was young Han and Lung, young Lando being Bellens and being <laughs> scoundrels across the world that's going to be great as long as we get those two Chewie and the Falcon I'm all in yep Oh, and R2, D2, and 3 are in this movie. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. The, the rules there. Oh, and a lightsaber is in this movie as well. Yeah. <sighs> we came close. Don't worry. It's a Star Wars movie. We're cool. Uh, so, yes, you can go to any social media of your choice. That is Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, Minds. And we've started on another one that I can't remember the name of. But I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, under the username FowlyNT, that's F-O-U-L-E-N-T, you can follow me personally on Twitter at that Mike Owen. Darren? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Guthridge, where you can check out uh, images of my Lego Millennium Falcon, which is sat right next to us. Oh yeah, we've it's been there the whole time. We didn't mention it's it. A, it's a, it's an audio medium, Michael. They don't need to know about my Lego. If you want to see pictures of it, though, they're all on my Twitter at the Guthridge. Uh, you can also check out ProWrestling.net. Although because Ring of Honor have fucked me over, I'm not doing much over there at the second. Uh, more on that later. Um, yeah, no, before the end of the year. Plans are in motion to watch at least a few more movies where we get time to have reviews and then we don't know. Yeah, we need to make an effort to actually see some movies. Yes. But of course, the, the thing that we all look forward to at the end of the year is ranking of the movies, uh, which, you know, maybe we've shown our hand a little bit too early with this review is where it's going. But there might be some surprises in there. There's definitely one big surprise that's in my top five and I n- had no idea that it was going to be there. You'll find out at Christmas, Darren. Oh, see, titillation, that's how we do it. Yeah, look forward to that. Look forward to the 2017 preview as well. Um, and yes, I hope you all have a very wonderful Christmas if you don't speak to you before then. And Happy New Year as well. Go to FalancerDamon.com for more and we'll see you in the next episode of Popscorn. Bye! Bye! <laughs>